Thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning in, whether you're watching or listening to the newest episode of the Let's Talk podcast. I always have trouble with, with that every single recording. Uh, today with us, we have Ed Dursey, um, super cool guy in the channel. So uh, first got introduced to Ed actually through my brother, Josh, who who met him before me at an IntelliSys event. And so, you know, Josh came back and was like, Travis, Dude, you, you got you're gonna love Ed. He is just he's he's just a down to earth guy, really funny. He's just one of one of our people. And Josh couldn't have been couldn't have been more uh more from the truth there on that. Ed is someone that has definitely kind of made his way into our our little circle of trust that we have uh, among me and my brother. And so it's uh it's nice to be able to have him on. Um, you know, it's just like having another friend on the. Uh, just, and just talking about everything. So, Ed, thanks for thanks for joining me today. I appreciate you uh, accepting the 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 offer to come in and and give a little a little more insight into you know who you are and and what you do. So, I appreciate that. Happy to be here. You know, it's to your point. It, it, I I never shy away from a conversation with like minded people that appreciate how you do business and how I do business because not all are like that. So, when you find the common people that can do it, it's Good to have those relationships. So appreciate you inviting me. Absolutely, man. Uh, so you know what? What I usually start out with is if you could um, kind of give the the audience a who is Ed um, outside of the professional life. Um, I I added this to to the to the podcast just because you know that's kind of what I want the podcast to be is the time where people in the channel industry even maybe they just only know you professionally. It kind of gives them a a little bit more personality behind who you are. So maybe just, uh, you know, give a quick uh, who you are, where you got to where you are today. Uh, and just, you know, more on the, more on the personal side of, of who, what makes Ed, Ed. Yeah, no, I, you know, I am a good old fashioned family man. It's really what it boils down to. I have three kids that are the love of my life, the joy of my life that keep me going and a wife that keeps us all grounded and keeps us all going quite frankly. And, for, honestly, Travis, that if you ask of who Ed is as a person, I'm I'm a I'm a family guy. I love spending time with three kids. My my oldest, gosh, just scares me to even say it. Is a senior in high school, uh, just got accepted into a college. Is debating on what he's going to do. So it's scary to think that I'm already having one one removing from the nest here soon. But I've got a, a 13 year old daughter, and then we started over. I've got a six year old daughter as well. So I got plenty of time with kids in the family yet to keep me grounded. And even when they're gone, my wife does a heck of a good job to keep me grounded as well. But family man, enjoy, love spending time with my kids, with my wife. I love spending time in the water. We are a frog family, meaning if it's the summertime, it's likely if it's the weekend, you'll see me about three doors down that way at our swimming pool for our neighborhood, having a an adult beverage, sitting around with my kids and the other people in the neighborhood and enjoying time. And we're not there. We're at a beach somewhere. You know, I'm gonna be in Florida in a week and a half, sitting on the beach there, and just love spending time in the water. Love spending time at the beach. I am from Wisconsin, so I am a huge Packer batter. So, Mike, you all can give your condolences to me for this year already. I understand that and I accept it, and I will take it. Um, oh, you you know me, man. You know I have no skin in that game unless it's hockey. I don't really care. 
<laughs> or or it's a Buckeyes thing or something, you know. <laughs> uh, you know what? That, and that's funny because that's actually a couple of my other guests have brought that up. I'm, even when it comes to the Buckeyes, I, I just don't care. I know that's going to get a lot of Ohio people mad at me, and I'm oh. sure Josh – Josh, uh, when he hears this, and then Ronell Richards, when 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 he hears this, that I'll probably be getting the texting, you know, someone yelling at me. But now, when it comes to Buckeyes, I, I just don't care. I mean, I, I'm probably one of the few Ohioans you're going to hear say "Go Blue" just because of how many of our professional hockey players on the Jackets we actually get from the University of Michigan. So, go Blue. Be, be careful. Be careful, Travis. Be careful. <laughs> As a fellow Big Ten guy, I'll say on Wisconsin to you, right? But uh, as an Ohio State guy, man, you uh, you may not be able to be seen within the confines of Ohio. You say that too loud, but <laughs> oh, I know Josh hates it when I say that because he'll get into he'll get into a bunch of arguments with. So my cousin is a huge diehard Michigan fan. So uh, just I, and and it's that's what's great for me not not really having any care and any skin in the game is. I can I can hear two of these people just just argue back and forth and back and forth and then I'll say something to kind of egg Josh on and then I'll say something to kind of egg Mark on so it's you know it's a I like to live in chaos I guess. <laughs> there you go. I love it. I love it. So yeah, a little bit on your uh, your personal life. You know, uh, father. I, I'm there too. You know, I've got a I've got a 13 year old girl and eight year old girl. So it's. Uh, I don't have the the senior yet, so but gosh, I can't. I when you said you've got one getting ready to leave the nest, I just imagined my my oldest, you know, finally graduating. Oh, oh, I'm not gonna be ready for that day. I'm not gonna be ready for that day. I I tell you what, the thoughts that have gone through my head over the last six eight months of the angst, the regret, the what haven't I done in their life, so that that. Selfish little plug to all parents out there. Take advantage of the time you have with them because it goes by fast. And I'm at that point where I start thinking about, you know, Christmas. We're in the Christmas season right now. And we decorated gingerbread houses yesterday with the kids. And it's the last time Tyler's going to be there potentially with that kind of thing. So you have a lot of those kind of thoughts going through the head. It, it's, a, it's a crazy time, but it's – you, you rest You're talking about my heartstrings right there, there, man. I uh, – I, yeah being a father and, and my kids, you know, it, my kids are, are the, so I used to be, you know, I, I used to be a lot heavier and my kids were kind of finally the thing that got me to start taking a little bit more um, awareness of my health. And so uh, yeah, my kids just, and I, and I think this is with every single, with every single father is it's um, maybe, especially fathers of girls. Uh, it, it It's just a, a special part of you. And, and putting myself in your shoes, I I just can't imagine because me and my oldest were we may we may fight a lot and oh man my gosh she as soon as she became a teenager so I I swear that's all <laughs> she does now, but she's still one of my best friends and so I I just uh, my heart goes out to you man and you're you're in my prayers I I because I know I'm gonna have to deal with that you know before too long it's it, and that's the thing with being a dad too it it just it comes up on you and sneaks up on you just so quick and then you don't expect it. And like you were saying, you know, what else, you know, what else can I teach them before they leave? You know, what did I not teach them? It's trying to, yeah. to cram in as much learning as you can before they, you know, they, they, they actually leave. You know, we're still kind of praying that our oldest, when she graduates, she chooses somewhere close. That way she can still visit quite often. Yeah. She's, she's a good, I know those she's a good kid. I mean, both my kids are good. My good kids. But, uh, 
Yeah, it's uh, it, it, this one. Uh, my oldest is is she's my buddy. She's my buddy. yeah. Well, cher- cherish the time with her, Travis. That's what I will say. They they'll appreciate what you've done for them after the fact. We still have to raise them and be parents in in, in the process of being their friend, but cherish the moments you have. That's all I can tell you on that one. Cherish Absolutely, I love that. I love that. I love that. And so, um. Uh, most of you, I mean, if you don't know Ed by now, then you're probably just living under a rock. Uh, so a lot of everybody that will be watching this, um, but I, I do also post this on, on X. So there's a lot of people that are kind of outside my, my, I feel like on LinkedIn, I'm very, um, I'm very siloed into just the telco space, but on the other platform. So a lot of other people get to get to experience new personalities that, that they may not know yet. So, you know, those of us that, don't know who you are, Ed, especially in the professional landscape. Um, kind of, obviously, I want you to talk about where you're at now, but kind of maybe start with, you know, what what got you into the channel and kind of give that that journey, give everybody kind of a, a, an explanation of what that journey was like for you today and you know, just yeah. take them from, from A to Kairos. Yeah, no, and it's... I start off by, by kind of going backwards in this. I am new to the channel as of when I joined Kairos. So prior to joining Kairos, I was not on the channel. I I say that I have been in telecom, uh-oh, I'm going to start dating myself, over 20 years now. Um, I spent the oh, first half of that Oh, I think, I got, I think you left your walker over here. Yeah, well, the, well, the ibuprofen bottle's right behind me. Don't worry, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine, too. <laughs> Don't leave home without it. <laughs> but... No, I've got over 20 years in the, I'll say, telecom, IT, tech-type space. I spent the first half of my career predominantly in wireless and cellular, working for U.S. Cellular and Sprint predominantly. And then as the evolution of the cell phone industry went from being a handset-driven industry, which I really enjoyed, Blackberries, all that fun stuff when iPhone first started coming out, started getting morphing more and more away from that. That's when I jumped into the world of telecom as as I know it when it comes to connectivity and voice and all the fun stuff that we deal with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So after I left the wireless industry, I spent the next uh, eight, nine-ish years, 10-ish years, whatever it ended up being, working for carriers. So I did time with Spectrum. I did time with AT&T, I did time with Lumen. So I've had that experience on the carrier side, but all those steps, I was on the direct side. So I was always a direct seller, always competing against that redheaded stepchild out there called the channel, the partners, the agents. I hated the agents. They, they were the bane of my existence. I, anytime I'd call on to a customer and they told me that, oh, I'm working with so-and-so with ABC agencies, the part of my French son of a bitch card pulls out of Ed's pocket because he knows where I knew where I sat. Well, that's the bad side. Yeah. The good side is because I really cherish what I do and I really cherish taking care of customers, it's opened up relationships for me. And one of those relationships that I have to open up with is with a guy by name who many of you probably know, Lucas Salvage, who is Chief Revenue Officer here with me at Kairos. I worked with him on an account when I was at Lumen and ultimately forced him to work with me, even though direct and channel was like this. I forced him to work with me, and then I proved to him through just how I value things and what I care about, who I am and what I do. And when he started Kairos, he said, Ed, I'm going to come knocking on your door once I get this going. I said, sure, Lucas, sounds good. 
And all of a sudden, nine <laughs> months later, I got that phone call that I was not ready for, quite frankly. And I spent my entire life working direct world and from in corporate America to getting a call to work for the channel for a small startup agency that I knew nothing about and only had limited engagement with Lucas. And as a single income earner from my family of five, it was something that I had to give a lot of thought to. My wife and I pondered over it, prayed over it a lot as to if it made sense. And thankfully, when it came to making that decision, I looked at my wife and said, honey, here's the reality. Because I've done things right to this point, I want to take this leap because it sounds really good. And if Pyros flops, if Lucas is feeding me a line of BS, that's not the case of what he says it's going to be. If I don't like it, the good news is I spent 20 years building up what I built up that I had yes. nothing but confidence to know that I could go make a phone call or five phone calls and be employed in the industry still. So I knew I always had that as a backrest, right? But I took the leap, came on board with Kairos about 20-ish months ago, and Travis, without hesitation, I can sit in front of you and tell you it has been the best career move by far that I have ever made. The the channel world has been embracing of me, welcoming of me. It is a giant fraternity that, thankfully, the gentleman I work with and for in Lugas has spent a lot of time building and maturing that relationship within the channel, Mm -hmm. which has opened up doors for me. Um, But then ultimately on the channel side of things, once I've realized how it works and the inner workings of channel versus direct, man, I kick myself that I didn't make this conversion a long time ago in my career. I, 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 you know what, that's, that's it. I, I think another reason why I, you know, there's, I get introduced to a lot of people in this industry and some of them though, I, I just, uh, I know I feel more, I feel more uh, familiar with, and you're definitely one of those people just because another uh, great reason is I feel like, like your story is kind of similar to, to mine and Josh's um, and, you know, taking that leap and, and then, you know, finally, when we, I basically did the same thing with Josh. I asked him to take very, a very large risk um, and, and join on at Volley and, and thank the Lord that he did because, uh, you know, it, Josh is, is, is one of the reasons why we are where we're at today. Uh, and so, it, I, I don't know, I just, uh, I, have a, I have a more warming of my heart for people that have kind of been through things that are similar to I've, that I've been through. And, through in my in my life so i just uh it, I, I really like that and, and it shows that um uh, you got a great story but also the fact that you chose to make that leap to me uh just proves where your mind is and and you 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 consider all aspects and you're thinking of things logically uh and and, and i love that it's a it's a just another reason why I wanted you on this podcast because I think that uh, a lot of the times in in our industry, things can kind of be. It's a great industry, actually. I, before I dive into what I was going to say, I want to I'll backpedal a sec off of something else that you said um, about how you wish you would have gotten into this industry way sooner. It, I couldn't have had an, an even more alike experience than that because you know, it was the same thing with us. We've been in telco on the wholesale side for over 15 years now. And then, um, and now it was actually one of our, one of our old employees, um, Darren Jordan, who now runs the channel side over at Lumen. 
uh, told us about Channel Partners uh, back in 2021, and and that was actually our first. So we decided to go into Channel Partners as our first foray into the entire channel as a whole. So it was a uh, it, it was kind of a trial by fire, and and I feel like uh, I feel like our story is just a lot of similarities with yours, and so it's uh, I, yeah. I like just to kind of kind of draw our stories together, kind of show give the audience a little bit more color about the kind of people that we are, um, how we think and, and how we function. Uh, so for I sure. love that. And things are, I mean, you think, at least from my view, it doesn't look like they could be going any better for you guys over at Kairos. I mean, if anybody was at this last, but Intellisys channel connect, you saw, you saw them get an award up there too. So, I mean, he says that this is new, but it shows that the team that has been put together over at Kairos is a team of people that, don't take no for an answer. Uh, they value they value the customer so much that you know they're bringing them the. I'm not guys. I'm a supplier too. I, I I've gone through their vetting. They've got a great vetting process. They they really ask all the right questions. So I, I think it's great when partners hold suppliers in such high standards as well, um, because it's a great check on us. Um, and you know so. It, that being said, you know you've been in the you've been in you've been in the telco for a while. Channel just recently, but if you never told anybody you were new to the channel, nobody would would ever would ever expect that out of out of what you do, your your expertise that you've given to the field. So, no, testament to you, Ed. I, I I love I love what you've built for yourself and what what you've built with the team over at Kairos. Um, you. you know, we're both kind of new in the industry. Uh, I, I think that we've our expertise has definitely grown, but what is maybe one to a couple pieces of advice you'd give to someone that is about to make that leap like you did uh, going from the, the one industry to the other, uh, you know, jumping into channel, what's a couple things that you would, you would give to someone, maybe a, a younger ed or just anybody that's coming, coming into this channel for the first time, because it is, it's a crazy animal and it can be, it can be overwhelming at times. Um, and so, you know, just, uh, what's a couple key things you, you think? First and foremost, be true to who you are. And what I mean by that and why I, to your point, why, you know, somebody that meets me and gets to know me wouldn't realize that I've only been the channel. It's not a channel thing. It's not a direct thing. It's an ed thing. Okay. I, I, I think to be successful in this industry, no matter how you're, where you're at or how you get in the industry be true to who you are and be true to your customers. Nothing will discredit you more so than being dishonest and not being loyal. Um, I would say that, especially somebody newer into this, value, truly value the relationships that you have with both your customers as well as suppliers. Because as much as the industry gets into technology and AI and all the advanced components that are out there, people still buy from people and people yes. buy from people they trust. And on my side of the, of the coin, as an advisor, as an agent, as a consultant, I only get one first chance to make it right with a customer. And if I do right by my customer, then I get a second chance. But if I screw it up, I don't get a second chance. And I have always slept well at night 
knowing that anything and everything I've done professionally for my customers or prospects when I talk to them is nothing but truthful, impactful, and in their best interest. Do I get it right all the time? No, I'm human. Just like everybody else, I make mistakes. But owning it, being responsible are the biggest things, being true to yourself. And then the other thing that I've appreciated working with you and Josh and the volley team, and it's an alignment with Kairos and exactly what Kairos is about. And what I'm about to say is something that 10 years ago, 15, 10 years ago, I just assumed everybody was doing it. Mm -hmm. But then I started to realize that it's not a commodity, it's a luxury. And that is being responsive. We're in a yes. communication yes. industry. And for a communication industry, one of the worst things that we do is communicate. And if you can just be that person that is ultra responsive, that you get an, a, an email and you respond right away, you get a voicemail or a call, you answer it. You don't shy away when you see that difficult customer calling you. You don't shy away and say, oh, I'm going to let that go to voicemail. No, you answer the call. And being loyal to yourself, being true to yourself when it comes to that thing, that's really, I think, what makes it special. But it's not special. It's a rinse, wash, and repeat thing. And it's a mindset where if your mindset is that, that you truly care about your customer, you truly care about their success, you truly care about making the best recommendations, not always focused on the me, 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 but looking at the overall picture and valuing the relationship that you have. I don't care what you do in life. If you value that, that alone will make you more successful than 70% of the people that are out there that are either in it just to cash a check or don't give a fuck because that's not who I am. And that it, oh, yeah. I've never been that way. And that's, Frankly, that's why Lucas gave me the opportunity to work for him. He had no reason to work with me when I was at Lumen. Zero. He, his life would have been easier had he not. But I forced it to him, and then I did what others at Lumen didn't do. And I, for lack of better words, held hands, saw things through from beginning to end, and ensured that satisfaction and ensured the communication was there. That's the other thing. Communicate, communicate, communicate. You don't always have to tell people what they want to hear. But you have to tell them what they have to hear, what they need to hear. Yes. How yep. you deliver no, that I message. Agree. And, and I think that's important. a great, it's a, it's a great, uh, that's something a, a, a good leader should have to around them is, you know, a leader should hire no men instead of yes men because you need to be able to have, need to be able to have your ideas uh, critiqued and you need to be able to, you need to be, you need to have the critique coming from people that you're able to actually take it from. So I, I think there's a huge testament to that. To, to that mm -hmm. hiring right and i think those are yeah those are absolutely i mean that it i couldn't have thought of anything better to say to someone new and coming up in the industry especially especially the fact on you know being yourself it's the whole reason why i always i always pitch the uh make it personals because um yeah. I, and i truly and i think this was ron l that said it in his in his book is uh people want to be people don't want to be sold a product they want uh be sold a solution to a problem and when you take it from a when, when the person that i'm i'm selling to i said all that a big huge just uh, word vomit to say this <laughs> uh the people that you're selling to they just want to know you have your best interest that, that you have their best interest at heart um and, and, and there's no better way for them to know that than to actually know who you are outside of the professional space 
um, and to really give to give a, a personality to, to, to the, the salesman. Um, because I think a lot of the time people can just chase, they can chase spiffs, they can chase the big, you know, the big points on the commission, and that's kind of all it is for them. Um, they sign up a customer and then they move on to the next one. And I think that the people like you, Ed, and the people at Kairos uh, that are are genuinely there for the betterment of the customer. Those are the people that are going to see the higher payout in the long term. Yeah, sometimes that's easier for some of these smaller guys to chase these big, huge whales and get a. I mean, I, there's some crazy spiffs in our industry. I, I've seen. I saw a 13x one the other day, um, and and that kind of stuff. It just doesn't last. But what no, you're doing, and what you're doing, and what the entire team at Kairos is doing, is you're investing into personality. And those things are like compound interest every single month. There's some kind of cool new reward that you're getting. And then the next month it's doubled. And then the month after that, you know, so it's a, a kudos to you and your team for doing it the right way. Um, and so on the flip side of that, that would be to sellers. Um, what's advice you would give to a supplier like Bali, like Ring Central, like Zoom, just like any of the suppliers in the industry. Um, from a from partner standpoint, what what's something we all could be doing better, or if there's something that that some of us do already do for the customers, to you know highlight that do more of this rather than that, or if you just want to go all out, just just go ahead. It's your this is this is Ed. Don't don't open the, the can for me, Travis, because <laughs> that could be a big can of worms you're opening up there, sir. No, but. <laughs> In reality, here's what it boils down to. Just like what I said as a partner I need to be to my customer, as suppliers in the channel space realize that me as the agent, I'm your customer. <laughs> and just like in the flip where I'm the supplier to my customer and my differentiation is my time to respond to them, I need that from my suppliers. And that's one that when I get that, that supplier moves way up the stack for me as to my recommendation of them. But yeah. on the flip side, if I have to send you something and chase it down multiple times, my propensity to recommend you goes down. Because selfishly, I can thankfully say in the space that I sit that I have options. No yeah. matter what solution I'm talking about, whether it's voice connectivity, UCAS, CCAS, cyber, it doesn't matter. I have options as to who I can bring to my customers. So as a supplier, you need to realize that and the it's all widgets, right? We're plugging widgets into a place. And yes, every widget has its own little differentiation, but what's gonna make the most impact for me and who I recommend isn't the widget, it's the people. Because it goes back to what I said before, People buy from people. I recommend my suppliers based upon those relationships. You know, I, without naming specific names, I can think of a few people right off the top of my head that I worked with at Company X that just did a bang out job for us and they left Company X. Well, the first thing I did is found out where the heck they went because they did a really good job for me over here. I want to see what they're up to and what, why they left to go somewhere else because that's probably somebody that I want to take a look at. But then mm -hmm. B, 
I hope that company X has somebody to fill that void because if not, man, I'm not just represent, representing the company, the logo on that company, but it's that person behind the logo that is representing them. So don't lose sight of that if you're a supplier that you're representing your company and you are what matters because I don't care what supplier we're talking about in our industry, there are issues. There's issues pre-sale, there's issues during implementation, there's issues post-sale. There's things that come up. It's how you address that that yeah. makes you different or potentially to make you different. So first and foremost, be, be hyper-responsive. If you think you're being responsive today, try to up your game tomorrow. Yeah. The two other things that I would tell you that are important to me, and this is something that, Travis, I've gained a lot of appreciation for you guys every time I bring an opportunity to you, is the consistency with how you value customers. It doesn't matter if I'm bringing you a 5,000-seat UCAS deal or a 15-seat UCAS deal. The response that I get from Travis and Josh and the Volley team is the same response because despite despite us wearing the same exact hoodie on today, he did not pay uh, me to do this. I did not pay him to say that. (laughs) He did not pay me to say that, and I and I just put this on this morning because it's super comfortable and I wear it all the time. You probably see it in a bunch of my videos. We'll get there in a bit. Um, but no, it's it's honestly. We'd all love to land wheels all the time, right? It'd make our life easier. And frankly, the smallest customers are usually the biggest pain in the ass. Oh, But yeah. they all matter because that company that I may have sold 15 seats of UCAS for today, while they may only be 15 people, I may not know enough about their business. And they could have some high, high-end stuff that they're doing that they need to buy some $20,000 worth of infrastructure for me to, to accomplish. Exactly. So they all matter. And if you do it right, you get the opportunity to ask them to do more business with you. So as a supplier, realize that that's important to us. Well, I may have a 10-seat deal today. Tomorrow, I might have a 1,000-seat deal for you. And I need to get the same representation for both. Otherwise, your value is downgraded for me. Mm-hmm. So I would say hyper-responsiveness. Understanding that all, all my customers matter. And the other piece, kind of I, I said a little bit before, but where do you sit when the rubber reaches the road? When Ed's calling you or his customer's calling you with the oh shit conversation of the things just hit the fan conversation, how are you reacting to that? What What levers are you pulling within your organization to help me? I get that yeah. you can't control everything, but you can control how much pressure you put on others to do their job. You can control the rate of response. Yep. You you have some of those controls, even if you work for a subpar company. You have some of those controls, or at least show me the effort that you're trying your damnedest to get to those controls. So those are the three yeah. things for yeah, me. And, 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 show, and show me that you're doing more than just, oh, let me email them and wait for a, a response, you know, when... Uh, I, yes. I think that you know what Ed is speaking of is is something that any I'll just speak to an organization that I used to work for um, that unfortunately it was also in a channel type space. Um, not all customers were treated that way. Uh, it affects the it affects the business as an entirety. Uh, and when there's emergency situations, even a simple 
I got your message. I have so-and-so working on that. I'll have a response back to you in five, however many hours. One, two, three, you choose. Even if you don't have the answer yet, keeping a, a line of communication with, with your partners, with your customers, it, it, it just shows that you're not only saying that the, every single customer matters, you're showing that every single customer matters. Um, even if you don't have the right answer yet, uh, at least you're letting them know on a on a proactive uh, effort that customer is definitely important, even if a customer's small or the customer's large. But if you're able to keep that across the board, uh, I think that helps suppliers deliver a, a truly unique, not just product, but you know everybody uses the the the, the cliche term, you know the um, the CX you know, or the customer, you know, the customer experience. Um, but the customer experience also includes the partner because the, the only reason most of us suppliers have these customers is because the partner, uh, you take the partner out of the deal. Most of us will probably have 90% less customer load than we currently do. So, um, ah, that's why it angers me when I see, cause I've, I've seen it happen in our industry. Um, and you always know who it's going to be when they ask the prerequisite that they have a minimum number of seats. I mean, as, as long as, as long as a business has to make phone calls, they should be considered to be a customer. Uh, and, and, and so I I'm glad that that is something that as a supplier, I've always held true, whether we were, you know, in the energy industry before this, before we transitioned to the telco, we've always treated the customer like that. We always treated the partner like that. So that, that's another reason why I loved coming to the channel so much was prior to my telco experience, I was in energy for 15 years and we did the same thing. Channel is it, customers nowadays, everything is personality driven and it's, it's relationship. driven. Um, so this is, this is all relational marketing and it's all relational, relational sales. Um, partner needs to always be considered inside every aspect of CX. And unfortunately, there's a lot of companies that are just kind of forgetting that. Well, and you nailed, it, you nailed the nail on the head when you talk about CX. Yes, yeah, CX is customer experience, but everybody in the whole gambit needs to realize that the end customer experience, when it comes to what impacts that end customer experience, it's not always just what the customer is seeing, right? It's the back, the back end of the back the dialogue between supplier and partner it's the support behind the scenes that all leads to the ncx you know it's a similar conversation we have when we talk to customers about contact center solutions you know if you have a happy agent working for you that happy agent is going to relay that happiness and and that work ethic when he's talking to the customer so it all leads exactly. to the end customer experience but there are a lot of components before that point that directly attribute to it and being true to yourself, being true, doing what you say is huge, right? You know, if, yes. if you yes. tell me the expectation is 48 hours, then that's the expectation. But then don't let it go to 72. But at the no, same time, it, if you said a 12-hour rest. If it hits me, 48 hours, let me know the minute past 48 that you're at least looking at something. Even if you don't have, because, well, that's the thing, too. If You know, if you give a 48-hour deadline, have the response back in 24 hours. That's how it should be handled. You know, over, over promise, under promise, exactly. over deliver. Yep. 
That that I, I, if there is a golden rule in sales that I could teach the young Ed, and I, I was always I always value this one, but under promise, over deliver. Don't don't make your sales engineers have to fix your mistakes of what you over promised. <laughs> right, and 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 also make the. I think uh, there's a huge sticking point in our industry where the we're making customer data collection um, a headache. A lot of the suppliers need to be asking more questions, I think, up front. That way the partner, the partner's not sent on a goose chase. Well, you know, the partner comes to the supplier and says, I, here's, you know, here's everything that I, I, I'm supposed to fill out that you've given us. Well, no, now we need yada, yada, yada. And then the customer goes and gets that, comes back, gives it to the supplier. Okay, here it is. Well, you didn't format it the right way. So now the, just the constant back and forth and suppliers not being 100% ready, uh, it hurts the partners because customer doesn't want to have to keep going back and forth because then that instills less trust in the partner, which then hurts their reputation. It doesn't necessarily hurt the supplier as much as it hurts the person that's doing all of these sales. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a huge symbiotic relationship because uh, the customer experience isn't shouldn't be coming from the supplier because the supplier should be cut out of the whole thing because it's the partner. It, the as far as the customer is concerned, I go to I go to partner A for this because he helps me with this. Oh no, partner A is my guy. I go to him. They're not even in their mind. They're not even thinking about this. So the only way to deliver true customer experience is from the supplier to the partner. And unfortunately, it's something that a lot of suppliers lately um, have, have missed have missed the mark. Yeah, no, we, we see it all the time too. And it's the, if the supplier is keeping the partner up to speed with what's going on and setting realistic expectations, then it allows the partner to do so with the customer. And ultimately, I've built my rapport and my reputation on the relationship that I have with the customer. And my mm -hmm. end customers know that if Ed says this is the case, I may not always be delivering great news to them. You know, sometimes I have to deliver hard news too, but they, yeah. they trust and value what I'm telling them. So I need my suppliers to understand that if you tell me X, I'm going to tell the customer X. And if you don't deliver on X, that makes us both look bad. And it's going to hurt both of us because if I look bad, then my customer may not give me the opportunity to give get additional business from them. But on the flip side, yeah. as a supplier, if you make me look bad, guess what? Remember I said I have a whole bunch of people to choose from? Next time you may You're not no longer in that else. whole bunch of people. You're thrown away. Yeah. Exactly. I love exactly. that. I love that. Uh, you're great. I, I add it. It just shows even more why when, when Josh first said, oh, you're going to love Ed. Yeah, he was right. You know, you and I are very like-minded. You know, I think a lot. Of, I think of a lot of the same ways, especially about um, the the culture and the etiquette behind you know how this industry needs to be treated. Um, so thank you. Thanks for you know giving everybody that may not known so much about you a little bit more knowledge. And if you don't didn't know who Ed was prior to listening or watching this, now you do. Uh, and so what I like to do at the end of each of these episodes is kind of, you know, we got your personal life, we got your professional life, kind of come back to the personal a little bit. Uh, what is, you know, maybe one, two, one, two or three hobbies that you're doing kind of 
when it's just ed time, uh, you're not thinking about anything professional. I know a lot of people that are hustling out there that, you know, that's, I'm always thinking, well, even if you have an hour kind of just to yourself, what are you, what are you looking forward to doing? What are, what would you say some of your top hobbies? are? Sure. So part of the way that we got connected, I got to play golf with Josh. I love playing golf. I, I enjoy playing golf. I don't play near enough of it. When I was a few years younger than I am now, I even used to play competitively a little bit. My game doesn't show oh, that nice. anymore, but I love playing golf. Um, I'll, I'll tie the two together, personal and professional. Je Travis, obviously, you know, my selfish little plug, I'm the golf cart guy on LinkedIn, people. So yes, if, if Travis I'm, wasn't going to plug, I'll do my selfish plug. Go check out my golf cart videos on, on LinkedIn. I, I, you know, I, I said the hobbies, hoping that you were going to, and, and I actually have it right here on my notes golf cart videos so i was going to touch on it no matter what so there you go perfect segue oh, yeah. i love it no it's I, I i'm an avid golfer i enjoy playing um like i said before i enjoy spending time in the water not not if you want to make ed a happy man put me with my family on the beach in jamaica with a cold drink in my hand and a jimmy buffett song playing and yeah i'm gonna be a pretty happy guy it doesn't take a lot um but that th those are the main things that make me happy: spending time with friends and family, golfing, sitting in the warm sun, sitting at the beach, sitting around a swimming pool. Not I don't need much more than that in life to be happy. I love it. Let's actually close. Let's talk a little bit about, more about the give the give the history of the golf cart video before we close, just so sure. everybody every and maybe I mean everybody sees them three days a week. I, I look so like I if you are not connected with Ed yet, connect with Ed on LinkedIn and hit that hit the a little bell. That way you actually get the it pushes it to your phone. Hey, Ed has posted yada yada because you have to watch his videos every single week. It's 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 definitely become something that it, if it's late and I'm like, oh my gosh, where's my Ed video? It's it it I start to get worried. So, you know, give a little history about the golf cart videos. You make me blush a little, Travis. You make me blush. <laughs> I, I, I do appreciate it. So, guys, the history behind the, the, the videos is this. During COVID, I was working for Lumen at the time, and we all got sent home, remote, work from home, yada, 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 right? I did a lot of research during that time frame as to what was working, what got traction in social media in a professional environment. And video was the big thing that all the influencers out there were saying video 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 it's something that not everybody feels comfortable doing mm -hmm. not everybody is going to take the time to do it and it's something that when us geeks that sit on these things all day long two day long uh, in front of the computer in front of the screen when we're scrolling through things the videos are the ones it's statistically proven are the ones that people stop at and look at more so i did a lot Absolutely. of research and i saw that and i said how can I put the Ed spin on that? And that's where the golf cart thing came to mind. I There's a, a guy on LinkedIn, some of you may have know a guy by the name of Brian Burns. Brian Burns' videos, he's always he does the same thing. He's always walking like he's on his exercise for the morning throughout his neighborhood, and that's how he films his video. I'm like, you know what? I like that. It resonates because it's common. He keeps the theme. My theme was the golf cart. Right? I've owned a golf cart ever since I moved here. We, we use our golf cart more so than most. We tool around on it damn near every day, so we enjoy it. And it's something that I said, you know what? That's going to be my identity. I'm going to be golf cart Ed, golf cart talks with Ed. 
and I started doing it and I actually got a, a this is a little interesting. I, I had a period of time where I kind of was in a lull where I stopped doing it for a while just because you don't always see the traction. You don't know if what you're putting out there for content is resonating, if people are seeing mm-hmm. it. And I, I was just hit in that lull with it, right? Well, throughout that lull, all of a sudden I, I reached out to a couple of people that I hadn't spoken with in a long while from past parts of my life and had conversations with them. And a number of people said, oh, I saw your videos. I love your videos. They're great videos. Once I heard people saying that, it validated that, yes, everything that I read about statistically what makes sense and what works is truthful. Even if people aren't always hitting the like button, leaving you a comment, they're seeing your content. And that's what made me keep doing it. Now, the other thing with me, unlike a lot of other people that put video content out there, guys, you'll see it real quick on the first, second, third, and pretty much every video I put out there. They're not polished. They're not rehearsed. And that's intentional. I... Knock on wood, I can say I'm lucky about it. Most of my videos that you're watching, I've done on the first take or second take. That's why they're not polished and professional. But it's genuine, true Ed. And I've got a couple themes that I like to do. I like to do my Monday motivation. I like to do my work with Cairo's Wednesday. Usually do a Friday funny kind of thing. But consistency with it, right, is the other piece with it. And I just enjoy doing it. It, it when, I, when I got to spend time with you down in Orlando at, at uh, Channel Connect, I bet over the course of that three days, 50 people walked up to me and said, oh, you're the golf cart guy. Yeah. I told you, man, you got your thing. It's, it works for you. Like that's what, that's part of the ed, the, just the, the ed, uh, brand. 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 Yeah. It's, it's, I love it. And, and there are a couple people, um, try not to, there are a couple of people that are in this industry and have created this brand for themselves and kind of let it go to their head and they become more the idea of the brand. That's just something that that's, that's, that's what I, that's why I love that your things are all done in one take. Um, it, and, and now that I know you personally, I know that everything that I see on the videos that I have been seeing prior to knowing you have all been Ed. That's who you are. Um, and so you know, keep doing that. Just keep being you because it's, it, it's working for you. And I really, really do look forward to those videos every single week. Well, thank you. Ho- hopefully people can see them and know my common themes. If you're in my common theme, my motivational Monday, sometimes they're a random thought. Sometimes I tie it into something, but hopefully it's something that puts a smile on your face, gives you a little uplift on a Monday morning, makes you think, you know what? That message Ed said that resonated with me, and I gotta, yeah. I gotta put it to action. So that that's always my goal with my Monday, my Monday videos and my I other videos. That. I try to just inspire and educate, right, and give my two pieces of wisdom. I don't claim to be the smartest guy on the planet, that's for sure. Got a lot up in this noggin that rumbles around, and sometimes it comes out in random thoughts. And hopefully, some people can get some value out of some of my random thoughts because I, I enjoy it. And selfishly, guys, I will tell you for Travis. And for myself, when you see these things, don't be shy, people. Hit the like button. Hit yeah. the like button. And if you want to leave a comment, even better yet. And just FYI, some more of that research that I did. If you hit the like button and you add the comment, guess what? Any content that you put out there on LinkedIn goes up the stack as to what people see it. So it's a participation game a little bit. But it makes people like, I'm sure, I, I don't want to speak for you, Travis, but I suspect that you're like me that, when somebody hits that like button or leaves you a comment, it puts a smile on your face. It, it does, yeah, and, I, and I like it, and right? I like it when people ask questions, especially if it's you know maybe I post about something they don't quite know yet, just because that that 
that gets the conversation started and that's the that's the whole reason I do what I do it's 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 just to expand my my world experience and the only way I'm going to be able to do that is meet as many people as I as I can ask as many questions as I can and get as many answers as I can the only way to do that is if you put yourself out there um yes it can be scary uh prior to doing a lot of this I I don't like to get in front of people like social anxiety when it comes to speaking um but when I finally realized oh this actually isn't that scary and it's actually kind of fun um, it kind of helped take that to a, a whole new level. So anybody that is watching Ed's content uh, or my content, thank you for your likes. Comment. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Uh, Ed, don't is there anywhere to try other it yourself moving? either, right? Don't be, What's that? don't be afraid to try it yourself, guys, because it, 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 you have to step out of that comfort zone. That, you know, I, I don't want to tell him back too far here, but yeah. Advice that I would give the earlier Ed: Don't be afraid to take a risk. Don't be afraid to yeah. fail. And just get at it, guys. Don't be afraid. Get out there. Make yourself known. Make a brand for yourself. However you decide to do it, make a brand for yourself. Let people know who you are. People want. People want to learn about people. People love hearing those stories, and it's just going to make you that much more successful. Take a risk. Don't be afraid. Amen. No better way to end this podcast, Ed. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, always good to talk to you, brother. Uh, have a great day. Likewise, Travis. Thanks for inviting me. Appreciate the time. Yeah, see you, man. See you, everyone.